What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. We would be honored if you would join us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 151st episode of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, I would say as always, like I always do, <laughs> he wasn't here last week. Do do tornadoes. So uh, welcome back, Wink. I'm glad you're what here. What is going on? I'm glad I'm here too because me not being here would be very sad. But um, <laughs> I am here. I'm ready to talk some swaga, man. We have so much stuff to talk about. I've got some super nerdy stuff I want to talk about. This could be a hell of an episode. Say so that doesn't sound too uh, different than normal. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, it is a a mobile game podcast, so that's true. We we're already in that realm, so we're yeah, all... yeah. That's that's totally fair. I'll embrace it. <laughs> there you go. So I wanted to mention one thing, Star Wars related, not in the game, but I wanted to say to everyone out there, most of all the people in Southern California, happy Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Day. In Disneyland, because today is the day the Galaxy's Edge opens in Disneyland. Ooh, so, really? I did not know that. It is. And I've been seeing... So, I follow a lot of YouTubers that do, like, uh, cool info about, like, the Disney parks and what to check out when you're there and stuff like that. So, they have all released videos inside Galaxy's Edge today. So, I'm looking forward to watching those Heck tomorrow. yeah. Because... Let's see all the stuff. Like, apparently they have blue milk or green milk you can order <laughs> in, the, in the cantina. So my wife asked me the important question, of course. Which would you order, green or blue? And I I t- had to go with blue. Yep. I think the green is in reference to <laughs> Luke on the island with that weird thing he milks. Yeah. But I don't know. So, <laughs> I don't know. But there's a lot of really cool looking stuff in that in the uh, in the Galaxy's Edge there at Disneyland. So I will have to check. Hoping that out. to get to go there soon. But also, I'm going. Yes, I'm looking forward to. I have plans for both of them, so I'm looking forward to. Cool. Well, yeah, um, I wasn't here last week, and so I actually went back and listened to the podcast, which I haven't been doing a lot recently, but I noticed you didn't mention something that is very exciting and new as of last week. There is something new. Um, So if you don't know, a lot of you have 
mentioned that you wish that we would stream on YouTube. And we've been on Twitch for so long, ever since uh, the great YouTube debacle of 2017, uh, we've been on <laughs> Twitch. So, but it's nice to say now that I have found a way, thanks to Urzatron for pointing this out to me, I've found a way to dual stream. So now we are on Twitch and YouTube live at the same time. So whichever one you prefer, you can now watch on your preferred uh, preferred way. So, Heck yeah. I will say this, during my testing, I've seen that the Twitch stream is about 10 to 20 seconds faster than the YouTube stream. So if that's a thing that you care about, uh, you might want to stick with the Twitch, but both of them are running right now live and are good to go. So whatever you want to watch, we are here and uh, happy to be on both places now. So Very nice. And... Um... Yeah, this is great. So th- th- this means that the show will actually be up on YouTube much faster, which is always exciting. And, you know, we are still, you know, we still do giveaways for those of you that sub on Twitch. So even if you want to go watch on YouTube, if you got that Amazon Prime or, you know, just a Twitch sub to give out, we would love it. Uh, plus, it'll enter you to win a $30 gift card on your platform of choice. Just like we'll be giving away next week. Oh yeah, along with some uh, some blue blue stuff, most ooh, likely. Ooh, so ooh, come I around like for one fifty-two. Maybe maybe we'll b i n g o it. Eh? Yeah, yeah, that was fun. That was all right. You ready for first topic? I'm ready. Hey guys, what did you do in Swoga this week? Woo! Man, so I have like two weeks of stuff built up, which is exciting. (laughs) Um, I've just been hoarding everything. Omegas, Zetas, um, stun cuffs, stun guns, carbonis, everything that I can possibly hoard, including crystals. I've been hoarding like crazy. Um, I am, I'm up to, I think like 500 Carboni salvaged, 350 cuff salvage, um, 180 stun gun salvage. Like I have spent nothing and I've been doing nothing, but buying those as often as they come up. Um, just, you know, I'm just trying to get prepared for anything that may come up. I've been considering going ahead and gearing up the old Republic characters so that I'm ready for Malak. But there could be some stuff coming up, which we'll talk about later. Um, But it's so hard to not spend this. Like, I I remember why I'm always broke now, because it's so easy to spend them. Like, you see all these green slot pluses, and you just want to fill them up. And so that's generally what I do. So (laughs) I've been restraining. Um, Hope you guys got that reference. Um... So I want to talk about modding with three, okay, two teams and then one specific character because we now know something about the Grand Arena Championship and I've been trying to prepare myself for that and get ready to just totally smash in that because that's going to be my goal, obviously. But today I remodded Padme. 
um, my entire Padme team. I've been I've been running Grandmaster Yoda as that fifth character, and I really needed to get him off of that team for Grand Arena, Territory Wars, and everything. So, come hell or high water, I was determined to get C-3PO fit into that team. And finally figured something out. So what I essentially ended up doing was stripping any type of offensive damage mod off of my characters. So uh, even Ahsoka and Jedi Knight Anakin, like even the crit damage triangle offense primaries that I can remove, uh, even speed arrows, they don't even have speed arrows. They have four Sly six dot health primaries, three health sets, and I have just stacked up their health as much as humanly possible. I then took Padme's speed and dropped it to the floor. I think she's 200 speed because I want the entire team to go before her so that she can then cleanse, give everyone protection up for their first turn after, you know, Darth Revan fears everybody. And this has been working pretty well. It seems it seems to be, you know, quite a bit more effective. Um, and just having them loaded up with health, you know, whenever on Anakin's first turn, every single time he has 20 stacks of courage um, with the way I've set this team up. So 20 stacks of courage can almost entirely wipe out any Bastlishan Fallen, any HK, and gets very close to taking out uh, Darth Revan, but not quite. So um, that allows me to very, very quickly, I'm able to take out three characters due to all the stacks of courage that end up on General Kenobi, Ahsoka, Jedi Knight, Anakin, and Padme. And this has made whittling the team down to Malak much easier. The problem that I currently have is I don't then have enough damage output because Malak's obviously immune to courage, basically, uh, any percent damage effects. So I, I get stuck in this pattern in which if Anakin dies, I'm done. Like, there, you know, nothing left for me to do because I will get wiped out. So I may consider going back and putting a crit damage triangle back on Anakin or something just because he does considerably more damage. But just loading them with health has been unbelievably effective. Um, even like Kenobi, I don't particularly care about speed. Like whenever I look for mods, I sort by health and just put the ones with the most health on them. Just because, I mean, um, I think I did the math and essentially like every additional 1,000 health equals out to an additional 2,400 total damage with, uh, you know, a stack of protection due to the way that they get the 50% health increase and then the protection up and all of that. So, you know, it makes them far more survivable, far larger health pool. So, yeah. So you haven't, uh, your your Clone Wars Chewbacca's not leveled up yet? Nope. Uh, nope, have not leveled that cat up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I will pass. I will keep the Padme because... Or the uh, 3PO on the team. Because I desperately want to get something more reliable for taking out Malak. Gotcha. Makes sense. And the best thing about this is it frees up so many speed mods. Like, all of my best speed mods, 
my amazing offense set that was on Yoda can go back on him. My amazing speed set can go back on Jedi Knight Revan. So this is going to help me in raids. Uh, I'm going to do a lot more damage in raids now without having to move mods. I'm going to be more effective in, you know, every area of the game by doing this. And that kind of leads me into these next two teams is just trying to find mods that I don't typically use and use them to actually make teams far better than they were before. Which leads me into Finn. Um, that was the other thing I did actually last week, which I didn't get to discuss because I was missing on episode 150, but whatever. Um, I took him <laughs> to gear 12. And, you know, I started testing him, you know, testing him more with my RJT team in phase one because I'm trying to get back to doing top 10 raid damage. And my Finn was doing decent damage, wasn't too bad, so I kind of started playing with the mods, and ultimately what I found out is, as we've talked about this before, but it's very kind of contrary to what you would think, but he, for me, he's much better off with an offense set rather than crit damage because, and this is going to apply to Finn and the Imperial Troopers, which I'll talk about in a second, but the crit crit damage that uh, RJT gives, which is 30%, with the amount of offense that Finn has and what he gets from an offense set or the offense set that I'm able to put on him, he does far more damage with that than he would with a crit damage set. So you're giving up a little bit on the crit damage side, but the amount of offense that you're adding in allows you to do far, far more damage. Um, I think I was doing... Right around, you know, his special ability, once it stacked all the way, I was doing around 200,000 damage before I remodded him. The next raid, I switched to a crit damage set, and I was doing like 160,000. And then I was like, hey, I know this guy that made this really awesome spreadsheet that you can find on shatteredorder.com slash mods, and actually compare and see what does do more damage. And You're welcome. Thank you, and it led me back to um, led me back to the offense set, and so I'm very excited to see what kind of damage she's going to do in the next raid. I've been itching for that next raid to come up. Um, do, do we have one going tomorrow? I think we do. If so, do. I, I am going to wreck that phase one. Um, I think I got nine million last time. I was pretty thrilled with that, but I think I can, I think I can do a lot better. I. I've been having fun in phase one when I can hit it with that, uh, with RJT, BB-8, R2, Finn, and C-3PO. That seems pretty fun. Yes, it is. That That is what I'm using. Super fun. And that's like, I haven't put, I haven't played with his offense too much on Finn. I just put the team in to just play around with it. And without worrying about offense or crit damage on him, just whatever mods he had on him, he was doing 150 when he stacked that. Yep. special to the top of its offense. So if if you're saying you've optimized that offense for him, he's going to be hitting like a Mack truck about 10 moves in. I think he'll be hitting for around 240. Um, I just did some rough calculations on it, but we'll see. I'll, I'll mention it in chat and let you guys know exactly how it's doing. Um, uh, there was one other... Th oh, the other thing... The thing... I'm sure a lot of you guys have figured it out, but I really haven't messed with Phase 1 much until here recently with, you know, the new Finn. And 
what works really well is RJT removing turn meter basically every other turn because I always call in C3PO so he does his basic and then reduces her cooldowns. You can literally remove turn meter every other turn. And, you know, if you have her fast enough and BB-8 fast enough, I'm pretty sure you can solo that, you know, solo phase one of the raid. Um, so, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll get there. We'll see. Uh, the other thing is Imperial Troopers. I totally forgot that Imperial Troopers are pretty good against Night Sister, and I wanted to make them more effective. I wanted them to be, I, I want them to work flawlessly. And after I kind of started digging into them more and really doing more to try to understand all the nuances of their kits, I ultimately, well, and also, I uh, cannot remember who our guildmate was that was talking about this. That actually made me start thinking about it. But he mentioned how he set up his turn order on this team so that Death Trooper always went second. And I kind of started thinking about, it. well, duh, that makes sense. So the idea is that Stark is by far the fastest. You then set it to where Death Trooper is the second fastest, then Range Trooper, then Veers, and then Snow Trooper, you just basically load up with, uh, you know, damage output as much as possible. And it, it works really, really well. Um, so I just kind of want to go over exactly how to set the turn meter up on that team and then a couple takeaways from it. So you take Stark, load him up with speed, make him as fast as possible or however fast you want to make him. So... Mine is 267 currently, and then he gets the plus 20 from Veer's lead. So he's at 287 speed. And with him being at 287 speed, I want Death Trooper to go second. Knowing that Stark gives two buffs, which will give 20% turn meter to all uh, Imperial Troopers. So I will take the 287, and I will multiply it by 0.8 because 80% turn meter um, at that point. So that will that took me to uh, 229.6. So once you get that number, make sure you subtract out the leader uh, increase. So subtract out the 20 speed, which leaves you at the, for my 267 start, leaves me at 209.6. If I look at the number just above that, Anyone at that speed or faster will go basically in the same turn as Stark. Anyone below that will go just sl slightly slower. So I have Death Trooper above that speed threshold, above 210 speed. I have Range Trooper set up at exactly 209 so that there is almost no gap for anyone to sneak in after them. And then I have Veers at 208. And the reason I have Veers next is because... You know, he does his mass assist, uh, which will generally lead to someone dying. And then all Imperial Troopers will gain 60% or sorry, 65% turn meter if someone dies, uh, except for Snow Trooper, who will gain 80%. And I remodded Death Trooper with an offense set. I got rid of his old crit damage set because, uh, let's see, Snow Trooper... He gives 20% critical damage to all Imperial Trooper allies. Uh, 
Stark actually gives crit damage up in the very beginning, which is plus 50% critical damage. So that's an additional 70% critical damage you're getting. So if you're using my calculator and trying to figure out damage, make sure you calculate that in because it's drastically going to change what set bonus you're better off with. And on Death Trooper and um, uh, Snow Trooper, um, I'm actually better off going with an offense set. Uh, because of, you know, just the way the numbers bear out. It, it, I'm, I can't remember what the percentage was that it actually increased my damage by, but it was pr- a pretty considerable margin. And, you know, that will, you know, even a 5% increase in damage on a character will make a huge difference. And so, yeah, uh, this, I think this is going to be really effective. Um, I used it in Grand Arena, and it absolutely smashes. Uh, I did a little bit of tweaking since then. Um, so I'm excited to see how it keeps going in the future, because there's definitely a lot going on with those kits. And it's you know kind of fun to dig into and try to make them operate like a machine. Was that yeah. easily digestible? Um... For my goldfish brain, not so much, <laughs> but uh, for everybody else, I'm sure. And not to mention, now it's recorded, and we can all go back and gather all that information. Exactly. And digest it easier. So. And if uh, if you guys um, want me to like make a video about that, or if I ever talk about a topic like modding-wise or something, and you guys want a video on it, just let me know, and I'll see what I can see what i can come up with but um yeah imperial troopers kind of an interesting team a lot going on there i kind of forgot like how much is really going on with troopers i know they you really don't have to do much to make them smash but optimizing them there is a hell of a lot to think about yeah which is funny too because they have one of the more simple kits as a group overall yeah having some of the older characters in there but the way that they reworked all those bonuses from uniques to make it work uh yeah it's definitely i don't know i've always loved them since their rework i just really i've never had the time to devote to them i guess i guess i could have geared them up a long time ago yeah but i've had them at gear 10 ish which is serviceable for the most part so well, you've yeah. loved, uh, I mean, you've been such a big advocate for Range Trooper, and I was pretty far behind on that one, but my God, he is, I mean, as far as pieces in a synergy team, he's arguably one of the best in the entire game. Like, what, he takes an already really good team and takes them up, like, seven levels. Like, he is, Range Trooper's unbelievable. He's such a good character. I mean, he is a must-farm for every person playing this game, in my opinion. Well, he became one of my biggest focuses about, I don't know, once I finished farming for Darth Revan. And so I've been farming him ever since then from, like, 0 out of 30. And I'm at 68 out of 100 now. So I've been gearing him while farming him. I got him to gear 9, and so he's just about on the edge of being useful. Well, I mean, he's probably useful now at gear 9. But, uh, um, yeah, it's, he is definitely a key cog there. Yep. For sure. All right, dude, what did you do this week in Swaga? 
All right, so far as me in Swaga, a uh, little bit easier to digest here because <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing really crazy. Um, I have been actually. This happened last week, but I didn't mention it on the last podcast. I finally hit that four million mark, so I am now on four million GP. Got those extra Grand Arena slots now that I didn't want, but I'm all about the uh, I'm all about the GB, GP going up for territory battles. So hit four million. I'm actually heck yeah. It's funny. I seem to gear twelve characters like crazy on my alt. And that alt was always much higher GP than my main was, but my main is now four million, and the alt is only four point two. So, ooh, you're I'm catching, catching up. up to my, I'm catching up to my alt on my main. So, pretty excited about that. But yeah, Drew, yes, to answer your question, my main just hit four million. My alt is at four point two million. Yes, my alt is bigger than my main. Not, a, I doubt a lot of people say that, but. Uh yeah. So there that is. Um I've spent most of my I've spent most of the last two weeks far gearing up uh separatists. Oh. Because I don't want to miss out on Padme the second time around. And so I'm really trying to gear up the I'm really trying I'm getting General Grievous right now is the one I've been focused on, and I'm about ten stun gun salvage and 10 yellow basketball salvage away from a super stun gun to finish off gear 11 to get gear 12 so then i'll be working on i told you i think two weeks ago that i wasn't going to stop on him till i hit gear 12 plus yep so i've got about six more pieces to put on grievous and then i'll be done with him hell yeah and uh i'll move over to droideka and finish him because he is He's One piece from gear eleven so right now. One piece from gear eleven, and I've been, I've been uh, refreshing him with the hard nodes and buying his shards whenever I see him to try to get him a little faster. So I'm at, I'm at about sixty out of eighty five. So getting there to that sixth star and hopefully get that seventh one pretty quick. Very nice. Um, but I think I have the makings of a pretty good separatist droid team at this point because. Well, the start of it, because Dro- Gravius is almost gear 12, Droideka's gear, almost gear 10, Battle Droid is almost gear 9, and then I just need to get the other two geared. So, the main three for 3v3, I think that's the three you use for 3v3. I'll probably be putting them in on the next few Grand Arenas, see what happens. Cool. But, we'll see. So that's pretty much all I've been, the main things I've been working on was that the Separatists and... I think we all know that Grievous is a little bit of a gear hog, so that's not that has taken a little bit. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So all right, you yep. ready for this next thing? Uh before we get to that, there's something I didn't put in the notes, so I wanted to go over it before we got to what's actually in the show notes. But uh I don't know if you saw they posted something about I did. Let's say 30 minutes before we were going to start the podcast and basically it's a where are we taking this ship on the future of fleet. Now, I read through it once and I don't want to go and try to rehash all this information. We could probably go over 
some of the meatier points next week when we've actually had more time to digest it. But there is one question that I wanted to answer or wanted to talk about um, that I feel like this information is pretty important and worth talking about. But that the question number five um, was the one that caught my eye. And that is, what do you think is the best... No, that's not it. <laughs> I was going to say, I think you are looking... Question number four. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. So speaking... the Question number four, if you go look at this post you'll and skip to four, you'll know what we're talking about here. But the question of four was, speaking of the future, can you tell us a little about what we can expect? And the answer to this question was very interesting. And it almost seemed like there was parts of it that were hints about what's coming up. And to really get a, a grasp on this, I'm going to skip ahead to something from the Q&A. We won't talk about it now. We'll just touch it up against later. But they, in the Q&A, they mention the possibility of two uh, new capital ships coming into the game. And that plays into the, the hint I think they're giving here at the end of this. But mm-hmm. the answer to their question was, the biggest thing right now is the need for additional capital ships. Four capital ships. Three of them shipped when ships came out long, long time ago. Nope. And they've only added Thrawn's Chimera since then. And that's been out for a year and a half. Long, long time as well. Yep. So they're actually sitting here acknowledging in this post that we need more capital ships for all these ships we have. Uh, we've only added one capital ship since the launch of the feature, and they provide a tremendous amount of strategic choice for players. With the upcoming Geonosis territory battle, we're going to release a new capital ship. I wish we could show more benevolence and tell Ooh. you exactly what's coming, but negotiations are underway about, w- about when we will share the news. Two Ooh. keywords there. General Grievous' capital ship is named the malevolence mm-hmm. so to use the word benevolence which no one uses for anything that's unless true you're quoting the bible um <laughs> to put that in there is kind of uh interesting i think a little I obscure know. if you right so it's kind of like did they put that in there because it's similar to malevolence uh yeah 100 akbar is straight yeah. yes maurice <laughs> So yeah, it's it's just the other part to it is, um, scoundrels. There's a there's a what? All the bounty hunter ships are listed as scoundrels as well, right? Uh, that I do not know. That is a good question. I'm gonna go look just to see. I'm already on it. They are. So there are six scoundrel ships. Yep. So the, the other bounty. key word in that sentence is um the other keyword in that sentence I saw was negotiations like it with all the things that have been coming and going with the clone wars and the word negotiations popping up a lot it made me think of Newt Gunray and wouldn't it be interesting because he's another guy that we talk about a lot for capital ships wouldn't it be interesting if they added a separatist capital ship for Grievous and a scoundrel capital ship for Newt Gunray. Could totally see it. Wait, time will because, tell. I don't know. Because I, I mentioned this earlier in, in podcast chat saying when I heard two possibility of two new capital ships, I was like, I'm thinking a separatist one and a 
a galactic republic. And then, of course, yeah. everyone reminded me there's already a galactic republic with Mace. So Mace could get reworked to work better with galactic republic ships since there's more of them now. Although he still has already has that synergy, just had it before the ships were really there or a lot of them. So that's why I lean now towards maybe a scoundrel ship. I don't know. Just we, an idea. We'll see. Well, let's go ahead and jump to this. Always in motion, the future is. To the calendar, we must look. All right. Man. All right. So, daily login character has been announced, but it's not a character. It's a ship. And it's not just a ship. It is a clone ship. The Umbaran Starfighter. One of my favorite ships in this game, actually. Even though I hate the pilot. He's so annoying. But that's all right. (laughs) So what do you think about this? Uh, What's it hinting towards, do you think? Well, first you got to look at the ship, right? So it's a Galactic Republic ship. That's true. It's piloted by a clone. Accurate. And they basically, Galactic Republic, we all know, is the opposite side to the Separatists. Indeed. So with all the information that on that ship right there, there are a lot of things that you could glean from that. Uh, I think the most likely one is uh, a Grievous ship requiring Galactic Republic ships, possibly. That would be my best guess. Um... But there's also the possibility... Someone said the possibility of a clone rework being hinted at that, but then you'd think it would be one of the clones and not a ship, right? Yes. So, I don't know. It'd be interesting, but I do think it's probably a hint towards that... uh, The... The... uh, Separatist capital ship. Yes, I agree. Uh, We are on the same page there. So... Hopefully that's the case, and maybe it'll be one of those things where you need to use um, Galactic Republic ships to unlock, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. So make sure you're getting prepared. Make sure you got your Unbarn Starfighter ready, which, by the way, is an amazing ship anyway. Um, yeah, so very very exciting times ahead. The, there was some- um, just a just a backtrack to chat a little bit um not really a clone ship five steals it which is why wink needs to watch clone wars cartoon it was the what are the umbarans in the galactic republic that's my next question because if the umbarans aren't in the galactic republic then it's also not a galactic republic ship right but it is labeled a galactic republic ship so it can also be labeled a clone ship that's all i'm saying well, technically, <laughs> technically, well, I, I guess, well, no, the term you used is fine. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to say ships can't be like light side or dark side, but I mean, I guess technically there can be an allegiance to something. But, you know, once one of those backstabbing bastard clones gets a hold of it, there's no telling what's going to happen, apparently. So, <laughs> yeah. No. 
All right, so legendaries and journey characters for the month of June. There's no Darth Revan, and there is no Padme on this month's event calendar. But there is C-3PO June 6th through the 12th. If you are trying to get C-3PO, make sure you go to our YouTube page and check out the awesome video that Goodnight Punk did that covered everything Ewoks. And what the necessary Omegas, what the necessary gear levels, and all that sort of stuff is for the Ewoks to unlock C-3PO. Awesome video and would be very helpful. Uh, Thrawn is going to be back June 20th through the 26th. And the Chimera, June 22 through the 28th. And um, I think the new Thrawn book is supposed to come out next month. Uh... This guy, freaking excited. And if you would like to get your hands on the new Thrawn book, go to audibletrial.com slash shattered order and you can get a free 30-day trial on Audible. Get a book for free. Even if you cancel within the first 30 days, you still get to keep the free audiobook. So make sure you go get your Thrawn books because those audiobooks are amazing. So, I still... Oh, man. I still need to get read those Thrawn books. I need to do the Audible thing because I tried to... I just never find time to read books. And it's just so hard to sit down... For me, to sit down and find time to read. But I am in the car all the time. I really need to just get those books going. Because it's yeah. so... It's... I don't know what the word is. It's so helpful to be able to just listen to someone else read it to me. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's great. And those audiobooks are great because, like, all the sound effects and the Star Wars music, like, they're incredibly well-produced. It's not just the dude reading. So it's it's fantastic. Agreed. Yeah. So, oh, oh, Drew, no one, no, no one has told me that Yoda is in the cart. If you people would have just told me that freaking Yoda <laughs> is in the Clone Wars, I would have already watched it. People already uh, commented today that I'm the one wearing the Yoda shirt, and you. That is not. a sweet shirt, sir. I like it. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's good stuff. It is. All right. So, what's next on the calendar? What's next on the calendar? Um, so, kind of more into the more mundane stuff, but there's in this seems oh, low. This is not mundane. Month. This is important. Oh no, this is important. But we will be receiving seven Omegas this month from the events because there is only seven Omega events. And it seems like, doesn't that seem low to you? It always seems like we get more than that a month. But I'm sure I'm sure I'm just misremembering things and this is about the average. But seven Omega events scattered all over June. Um, it, I guess it makes sense because most of the uh, assault battles take a few days and they cover a lot of the days of the month, so... Only seven this month, but I will take all seven of those Zetas. I can tell, I can tell you that much. So, oh, you're getting all three Fleet Mastery events as well as Wicked Talzin Spirit Zombie events once. So, Zetas. For all those people that do not have your capital ship seven stars yet, you can keep pushing for it through these Fleet Mastery events, but you're only getting one this month again. 
I know there were months where we got two, but this is not one of them. Uh, Wicket and Talzin, you get your Zetas once this month as well. So, and all those people. That spirit, if you can, if you get the 50% chance to get enroll those spirit shards on that event, not spirit, the zombie shards on that event, mm-hmm. if you're a low level, this event is great every month. Because if you can roll 7 to 10 twice in the month, that hard node farm time drops considerably so very good event for all those guys um moving more into the guild events you got light side territory battles on the 11th dark side territory battles on the 27th now what you might notice there is uh they're both named as the hoth ones so there's no mention of the new geonosius territory battle this month. Now, we all know that new stuff doesn't always get put on the calendar right at the beginning of the month. So there's still a chance that that could change. But as far as just the calendar of release, it's not there. Um, did, did it actually, I got on the dark side territory battle, did it say Imperial Retaliation? I believe so. I'm on the forums right now, so I can look. Because I could totally... Because um, we're not having any Grand Arenas this month. Because of the Grand Arena Championships, it will it would screw with that or something. Which leads me to think that the end of June is about when we're going to see that. And if there's a dark side territory battle coming up at the end of June, I could totally see them launching all that right there together. Yeah, and it says Imperial Retaliation. Okay. Um, let me speak to your idea there here in a second once we get down towards the bottom. Because... I have a feeling about what's happening this month, uh, and I'll go. I'll tell you what that is once we finish out the calendar. But uh, there's four territory wars this month, like every other month. But this time they're all vanilla. So all of us that like that vanilla territory Yay! war, they are all vanilla this month. None of those special uh, doohickeys and thingamajigs. Uh, just vanilla territory wars for those. And then the big announcement that got a lot of people rattled and uh, kind of upset and sad that they weren't going to see it for an entire month, but that was that there are no Grand Arenas scheduled for June. And the reason they said for that is due to Grand Arena Championships coming to the game, we can't run Grand Arena during this month without causing issues with the game and that they're looking to offset the rewards you normally receive with some other events. I don't know how they're going to offset rewards with other events without changing the rewards of other events, but... Me either. That's what they said. So we'll see how that happens. I don't know. Um, But for everyone out there that's freaking out about Grand Arenas not being in June, let me throw this out there. June is the last month of the quarter. Correct? Um, yes. So, what we don't have from this quarter's road ahead yet are Grand Arena Championships or Territory Battles. And if they were going to release them in the quarter that the road ahead is, which is pretty much what they've done with every road ahead, that means they have one month to push that stuff out. So my thought was they're not running regular Grand Arenas and they're not on the calendar because they're going to spend the next week, week and a half talking about Grand Arena championships, telling us everything that how they work and everything. And then at the end of that two week period, 
drop grand arena like second week of uh june that'd be sweet and start running that grand arena starting like middle june-ish and that'll also leave that last grand or that last territory battle that starts right at the end of june i think that that may end up changing if it's ready that one might actually get pushed i don't know but my thought is that middle of june grand arena championships end of june territory battle that is what i feel like will happen because of this quarterly um road ahead and only having that last month now of course they can push these types of things back and not they don't have to be released in the quarter of the road ahead but i feel like uh earnings and things like that where they're looking and projecting and trying to get certain amounts of money in the game for stockholders and stuff like that. They do these quarterly road aheads to look at where they're going to make the money in that quarter. And it would seem like that would still have to come this quarter. So we shall see. I don't know, but that's just my gut feeling. Yeah. I guess we, we will see. Um, yeah. Well, you ready to move on to this next thing? I am ready. And this update came from the developer Q&A that was this week. Very exciting stuff. They ans- I mean, they took a lot of questions. There was a lot of stuff in this. Uh, I mean... You had to weed through a lot of boring, that's true. There, there was little answers as well. Yes, so that is true. We did pull out some information from it, but there was... There were a lot of questions where I was just like, eh, could have done without that one. Yeah. Could have done without that one. Especially when people keep asking about specific characters knowing they're not going to answer the question. Like, I don't even know why they continue to answer them. They answer them to reinforce the fact that they're not going to answer them. (laughs) It's just like, please stop asking. They're not going to tell us. But anyways, we did get a lot of cool stuff in here. And some of the stuff has been talked about by other people already, but that's because it was the things that caught the eye. But there are some other things in there that caught my eye because I just have weird thoughts all the time about this game. So there's some other stuff I wanted to mention. Okay. But let's... When we get started. Who was in the... uh, Who was in this? So there were basically five people answering questions here you had cg carry who's the senior producer you had top hat who's the live producer you had eric who is the player life cycle producer uh 154m who is the feature producer and cyanades who is the data analyst um these were the five that cyanides yeah, what I say. Cyanide. Yeah, what I say. Cyanides. You said something weird. Repaste. Yeah, repaste. Um. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we'll go ahead and start with some of Carrie's questions. Th- that's going to be my new response anytime I mispronounce something, even even not even <laughs> on the podcast. Like if I'm out somewhere in the world and somebody says you pronounce that wrong, I'm just gonna be like repaste and just be done with it. <laughs> um, all right, so there are officially no plans for a Bronzium multi buy system. 
Which is okay because there are automators and, you know, like there's ways to do it on iPhone, there's ways to do it on Android, whatever, that you can buy a bunch of them. Or you can just, you know, buy Omegas in the weekly store. Yeah. I I just, it's tough for me. Only, there's two ways, sides to this. It's really easy for me to hit 50k ally crystals or ally coins to buy two omegas just because I want omegas. But then I go and I think of just how much else I can get shard shop wise by sitting and pulling them one by one. Yeah, I'd rather have the omegas. Ally coins. I'd rather have the omegas. I wouldn't. Not even close. I wouldn't. I need them. I can get them from challenges. I, I don't need two for that much. I can't get them fast enough. I, I need omegas. I know everyone needs omegas. I'm just saying, I think you would get more from actually sitting and spending them. And I think that's why they don't put a multi-buy in there is because they just don't want to do the work to do that. And it's easier to get everyone to get rid of them this way. Yeah. It just values hard to, I can see both sides to it because I don't know. I would. I'd rather just spend it all in one chunk on omegas because I like omegas. But I'd also rather sit and press the buttons to get all the extra stuff. But I don't do that because it's just so tedious. So I don't know. Yeah. Weird. But. Um. All right. So she was asked about how to include new characters in existing guilds, and she mentioned that they're talking about an alliance slash referral slash mentorship feature. That'll kind of help, you know, train up new players and just kind of reward them and just basically make it easier to get into the game. Because it's like all these people that have been playing forever, you know, you understand all the mechanics and it's kind of difficult for new players to get in and understand them as well as, you know, more end game players. So that's something that they're trying to address, which I think is great for the longevity of the game. Because there's a lot to unpack if you're just getting into this game. I put this one in here only for the simple fact that it reminds me of something from Destiny, if anyone plays Destiny. There's a referral program, and while you may have the max light and you might be totally maxed out in the game, you still get rewarded and you're given things for playing with newer players who are at the beginning of the game. And uh, basically, it's like it's kind of like a, a Sherpa system where you're teaching this person how to play the game, how to get better at the game, while not losing your own time doing it. You're still being rewarded for that. And the idea of a mentorship, referral, uh, alliance type program with new players and old players just really, really interests me because, as you know, and everyone around that listens to the show knows we've started two different new player guilds because it's so it I feel like it's rewarding to help new players uh learn the game, avoid making simple mistakes at the beginning of the game just because they don't know what's going on. And I would be all about being a mentor slash uh referral type person for this. So I'm keeping an eye on this for sure, because this really interests me. And then the the one last thing that she said in her comment was, um, they're alluding to episode nine as an opportunity for something like that, but it's very early in discussion right now and may end up going in different directions. So 
I'll be interested to see at the end of the year when the new movie's coming out if they do something with this uh, or if it's pushed back. You know, we'll see. But I'm looking at that December space to see if this is a becomes a thing. Yeah. Cool. So I, I think that's really cool. Um, as for now, KOTOR is done, thank God. Um, will never be meta-defining, which is a relief. <laughs> this this don't, don't hurt my feelings. Why, why can't my why, so why can't my ever be met? I you know what I would farm the crap out of him if I knew that they were going to be awesome. But maybe they won't be meta defining. But maybe they'll finally get a fourth and a fifth member. I don't know. And there's some reworks. Yeah, make them a team that's good for something. I, I I'm okay with that. I don't care if they're meta defining. I would gear the crap out of some a full Tuscan team. I can tell you that right now. I wouldn't. Um, well, but they've always been one of my favorite uh, characters. That's so true. I'm all about it. Uh, so there are no plans to sell Zetas? Why would you sell a Zeta? No plans to move hard nodes back to eight right now. That's a bummer, but expected. Mm-hmm. Um... There was a mention of an idea for PvP and PvE, uh, where it's restrictive to era. So, you know, like characters released in 2016 or before 2018, just, you know, um, instead they're watching the WoW classics, see if people actually like playing old things of it or if it's just like a sentimental thing or whatever. Um, But yeah, so. Go ahead. I was going to say, it could be interesting just because, I mean, you do have these different types of kits. I mean, if you look at the kits of characters when we first started the game, they're way different than what, you know, new characters are now. So, uh, yeah. I really liked this idea just for the fact of if it were, let's say, first six months of the game only characters, I thought it would be really cool to be able to go back and try to make those teams where like we used to have where like they're mix match and they make them work that way. Yep. But then I also thought a lot of these characters have been reworked and don't work that way anymore. So it would also make those teams not work the same and kind of be hard to use that way unless they reverted the actual characters back to the way they were for these events. So not to mention it just screw with your mods. (laughs) Yeah, that too. I really like this idea. I think it would be really cool to have... I like these types of ideas. I think they're cool, but I just don't know how you could implement something like that without rolling characters back after they've been reworked so much yep. to make them work. Like, for example, uh, old Dooku lead would be great in something like this, but Dooku just got reworked, and that lead does not exist in the same format. So it's a lot to... It's just... It's a cool idea, but I don't think it'll ever happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's see what was next. Um, so there, they said the focus is off the events and more on territory battle, territory war, and grand arena. So I am so excited about that because I, you know, I, I think that those do offer more, but. Assault battles are kind of fun, but at the same time, just how often you get to do them, it kind of stinks. At least TB, TW, and Grand Arena can kind of go all the time and not be too overwhelming. So, 
Um, I think that's good. I say we've talked it. We talked a few, maybe three episodes ago at the end of the podcast about the state of events tab. And from the answer to this question, it seems like it's like we thought it's just kind of a forgotten thing now. And they're focused on other things. We talked a lot about ways they could improve that. Um, but it seems like that is not the focus. So whatever's going on that event tab, they're trying to keep one in their day at least, but it's almost always going to be old stuff. They said there were a few different types of things they're looking at to maybe start that included like ships for that. And, uh, one other thing, but otherwise they're generally focused on grand arena territories and territory battles. So I wouldn't expect a revamp of that, uh, event tab for a while yeah and that's all right um all right so live pvp development may depend on how grand arena championships do and how the leaderboard is regarded so if you didn't i don't know if you read this question but i thought this was worth mentioning because someone asked about uh mobile games like clash of clans Mm -hmm. and a couple other ones which have live pvp uh being esports coming into an esport uh, realm recently and uh if they ever saw galaxy of heroes being something that could find its way to that space and uh i thought the answer was interesting considering everything we've ever heard about live pvp was basically seemed like a no and so the answer basically what they gave was that it was something that they they've thought about implementing but it just they know it would take so much uh work to get it to work that they've never really seriously put the work into uh, figuring out what it would take. But they did say that the Grand Arena Championships and this now global leaderboard they're going to have along with the leagues and everything and how people take that, whether people actually look at that list. This is what how I'm taking it here. This is yeah. not what they said, but... The way I'm looking at it is they want to see if people actually respect that leaderboard and think that, hey, the people at the top of this are can be referred to as the best in the game. And if that leaderboard is respected and something that people look to and say, okay, well, these are the best players in the game instead of, okay, well, that that person never fights anyone good or, you know, that guy just spends way too more money than everyone else. But... If it's more based, people respect the leaderboard based on skill rather than everything else that goes into it, then they might look into PvP in general yeah. uh, to for live PvP. Because at that point, you're starting to fight more people live-wise and then that more of that quick. Because I can tell you this much. It would be much different, I think, in this game to play someone live than it is now when you're playing the AI. Because you obviously can guess what the ai is going to do most of the time that's true start playing live it's going to get a lot crazier because people will have different strategies different teams and different ways they mod and do the things so i'm really hoping that this might be something they look at but i don't foresee it for like a year or more i would be surprised if if we get it because there is there was one drastically different thing between swaga and most other pvp games most other live PvP games, you can do something constantly. You're not waiting on the other human to take a turn. Any games I know of where you actually take turns aren't 
there, there's no time element to them. I'm thinking like words with friends or, you know, games like that, I, you know, where there's. I can give you one live PvP game that sets the bar and it's timed right now. Okay. That is an esport, and that is Hearthstone. Okay. Haven't played it. The Blizzard card game. Yes. It's a card game. You have, what, 10 seconds to play your next card and make your moves okay. before it moves to the next person's turn. And that game, as far as esports goes, is huge. So I think there are a lot of games with tar- turn-taking that do involve live PvP. Okay, so if they did that, I think you would have to get rid of the battle timer and just have a turn timer. I think that would be about the yeah, only sure. way to actually do that. Um, that would be kind of interesting. Five-minute matches would stall out every time. Yeah. So, yeah, you'd have to make turn timers for sure. And people would use um, annoying teams to take up as much time as possible, and that would just be a disaster. Um, here's another good point, though, uh, with the live PvP. Most games with live PvP... Live PvP? Live PvP. <laughs> um, started with live PvP. I don't know of any mobile game uh, that I've played that did not start with live PvP that then ended up adding it. Now, I'm sure there are examples, and people can tell me what they are in chat or on podcast chat this week, but the jump from non-live PvP to live PvP... Words, man, words. Acronyms. Acronyms. They're, they're hard for me. But it would just be, in from my experience, unprecedented in anything I've played. So Yeah. I don't know. Cool. Um, the, the last thing from Carrie was vehicle combat always seems to be, you know, year two in the five year plan, but it always gets pushed back. Uh, they said they want to do it. Um, you know, it would be cool, but I, you know, it's like, no, we already have characters. We have ships. I think it would have to be, I think you would have to kind of integrate it with ships or do something. I mean, I guess vehicles you could integrate with characters, and, you know, have if, them as, like, an assist mechanic or something? The only way I would be okay with ships, or with vehicles, is if, you know, they said they've it's always in the year two of the plan. If, if the three years that that year two's been pushed back, if they were still working on it all three of those years, so that when it comes out, there's actually ship, there's actually vehicles there. It's not boring. It's not dry. There's not no variety. Like... Ships has been out how long, and we're only finally getting to a point where we're getting enough ships. I and know ships that it's good. I know. Please, please, please. As cool as vehicles are, do not implement them unless you're going to drop fifty ships or fifty vehicles on us. Like vehicles sound cool. I would love to have an ATAT, uh, but please don't drop them unless, unless. Uh, they're completely fleshed out. It, it, yeah, if they're going to... Seriously, if they're going to add vehicles, I want them as part of regular character 5v5 and have them be kind of similar to like a leader ability, but where it's like they offer something to the team or something like that. Or I just... I don't think we need another game mode, personally. Um, all right, why don't you tell us what CG Top Hat had to say? All right, so CG Top Hat had a few things to say as well. Number one is currently they have no plans 
for Legends characters in-game. And I'm not talking about Legendaries, Heroes. I'm talking about all the old canon, all the books and stuff that were out before Disney bought Star Wars, before they turned all those Legend books into non-canon. All those characters like Dr. Aphra, um, Cornhorn, uh, you know, all the ones from the books that were there before Disney bought uh, Star Wars. They have no plans right now for those characters. As sad as that is for everyone to hear, because there are some really, really cool characters from the old books. Um, but, yeah. What is it? Mara Jade? Uh, was she... Anyone in chat can blow me up for this if I'm wrong, but Mara Jade was Luke's wife, right? In the Legends series? Yeah, so... I don't know. There's a lot of really cool characters from Legends, but uh, they are not looking into ex to adding those currently. So, um, that was the first thing. I know it's Cornhoth. I know you spelled that wrong, but I'm going to call it out. <laughs> yeah, Do Dr. Aphra is in the in the Darth Vader comics, but Doc Aphra is also specifically called out in this QA question as not one that's being thought about. So unfortunately, even though she is canon now, she's not being thought about. Um, the next up question he had was, someone asked Top Hat about PVE content and they're trying their best to keep new PVE content coming quick. Uh, Top Hat answered this question by also saying that a new, they're hoping for a new raid immediately after the new territory battle came out and then he going on to say don't think immediately means within two months but they're looking to get a new raid soon after the new hoth territory battles or not hoth territory battles but the new territory battles come out so looking for the raids but there was a comment from carrie on top hat's question that really uh i wanted to mention and carrie said i won't rest until we get an endless survival mode like ninja gaiden now, Jeez. listen to the show long enough, you know that I have talked about Horde Mode Galactic War mm -hmm. before, right? And I've talked about, talking about, like, the Mortal Kombat Tower, like the Endless Tower. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. exactly. Her Dude. comment there made me hopeful that our two ideas, yeah. in some form or another, would actually happen. God, that would be awesome. bring back a Galactic War for in-game players where it's more of a see how far you can push with your roster. That would be and, so uh, fun. Words based on that. I would really love that. So her comment out of nowhere, not even answering her own question, gave me, uh, got me a little excited for that idea. Yep. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't need Swaga COD zombies. I don't think that's what we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, nice. Could be interesting, I guess. So cool. Uh, no plans for negative synergies at this time. Someone has mentioned something about like, have you ever thought about if, uh, putting it into kits where if you put Dooku with Jedi, something bad would happen to your team. Yep. Sounds like a terrible idea, but it was asked and they, it was shot down. So thankful for I, that. I think it would be think interesting. Um, but I mean, they kind of already do that in a reverse way by just making these synergies so damn good that, you know, it kind of does. See, here's the, here's the thing about 
we were complaining last week uh, when you weren't here Not about the what? No. The old game about the old game and how we used to love being able to mix and match and yes. make fun teams based on non-synergy mm-hmm. and how that's kind of become hard to do at this point. Yep. If you were to add negative synergies, that would just push that away even further into the dust. That's a good point. So that's why I'm like, please don't do that ever, and I'll be happy with that. So, yep. Um, did I miss you answering the basic Zeta question? Uh, you did not because I haven't read it yet. I skipped oh. over it. So, uh, the. Basically, there was another person asked if we'll ever see a basic on your a Zeta, which we have not seen yet, um, surprisingly. But uh, I gave a little insight into that. So he said, will we ever see a basic Zeta? Top Hat said, potentially. There's definitely been conversations around it for some characters, uh, mentioning that CLS and JKR were candidates for that. They said they ultimately decided not to for a variety of reasons, but the option is still on the table. So the primary concern issue is how you balance the character around the requirement of needing a Zeta on basic. Which I could totally understand because basics get used so much that you don't even have to be on your turn to use a basic because people can call you in. I can just imagine the amount of testing and tuning you would have to do on a Zeta on basic to make that work. So Yes. I can see the answer to this question completely. I cannot imagine... Um, you know, it would seem like it would almost make it one that is required right off the bat, specifically for all those teams that have call random X amount of characters in for assists. Yep. And then there'd be a lot of testing on it. I mean, it's, but I mean, they, they test this stuff anyway, but, um, you know, maybe at some point we'll get it. That public Uh, beta test account they were talking about where they were going to add a ton of players to, to try to test it. That would be the perfect time for that because I guarantee if they added oh, a yes. on basic, they're going to need all those players testing it before it goes live. Yep. Um, so drew 77 mentions in the chat. I want the morale hit when the leader dies, like in the Jedi event. I totally agree. I think there needs to be a bigger punishment for when the leader dies. There are some unique abilities and some leader abilities that kind of have things for when the leader is around, but I would like to see a more game-wide situation regarding leaders like that. That would be awesome. It's just... I don't know. Right now... I don't need, you know what we've talked about this so many times I still don't even really know the answer but if you kill a leader in territory wars or grand arena and they're gone at the start of the next match the leadership is gone correct I believe so So that right there obviously it has the it doesn't matter for that specific battle but at least if you're going to kill someone in a, a match taking out the leader does that in a way if you have to do two battles like so it's kind of in there but not specifically yeah. in a way that's built into the game like in that Jedi event. That's fair. So um so the next raid may not be a ship raid but it may have ship elements. 
Yeah, so they so someone asked about are we going to see a ship raid this year or in the next year? And they said the next raid probably won't be a ship raid, but don't be surprised if you see ship elements in it, which to me sounds a lot like some of these raids we talk about where one of the phases is ships and the rest are characters. That to me because of the number of ships has always seemed to be the best option because an entire raid for ships just does not compute to me. Yeah. But a raid with a full phase for ships makes a lot of sense for me. And this sounds like that's something that we might be able to look forward to. Whether or not we get it the next time around, it is something that they are looking into. So I thought that was really cool. And uh, that makes that Death Star raid idea look even better mm-hmm. to me. I agree. Because if that's the perfect way to start out with putting ships into a raid. Like, if the first three phases were, like, down on indoor fighting, you know, to get to the shield generators in, you know, the first three phases, or one of the phases was in Palpatine's room. I know it was CLS in there, but if you had to fight Palpatine on his bridge uh, as another phase, and then the last phase was in the trenches of the Death Star before you blow it up. Yeah. That would be... So cool, I think. I I would like that, or just a Return of the Jedi one, where you have to like take down mm-hmm. the shield generator and then blow up the Death Star, and then you know fight Emperor Palpatine and Vader, something like that. That would be super awesome. Um, yeah, I think I just mixed episodes two and three, one one there into one raid. Yeah, but whatever. That's all right. You get the idea. We get the idea. <laughs> um, will veteran Han and Chewie get resistance tag? The response was. Time will tell. It usually does. Which is true. And I suspect they won't. But who knows? I suspect they will, and they should. They really should never have been put in the game without it. because They should, yes. They no doubt. <laughs> Doesn't mean they will, but I really think they should. Um, possible new levels of difficulty to current raids. Yeah, so that would be awesome. Like, mythic, mythic pit, mythic. Uh, and that would tank. That would be a way to give us new content. I would think without too much work. I mean, there would still be testing and stuff required, obviously. But I mean, if you, you know, here's what you do: remove turn mur- take turn meter meter removal out of pit, and then see what happens. Yeah, remove TMR, <laughs> maybe give him like 50% plus on speed or something and see, see what happens. That that would be cool. I would have no issue with that. Um, it, It'd be interesting. Because basically what killed the pit, the original heroic, was all the characters that could remove turn meter reduce. Yep. So you just load up Jin and CLS and some damage dealers and... Or just and load up CLS and... Yeah, by himself and <laughs> let it rip. Yep. So that'd be interesting. All right. Um, Eric, j- game changes are in a holding pattern with no new entries being allowed right now. CG154 says very exciting <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah, we won't, we won't delve into that. Yeah. Uh, plans to add even more anti cheating to the game alongside the Grand Arena Championships. Plus, some things already implemented. Ooh. This is great because we already talked about how many different um, things that I 
at least I feel should change before Grand Arena Championships come. So now we know the cheating aspect's going to be addressed, and they're going to put out a post. We'll talk about the Grand Arena Championships post here in a, a few minutes when we finish with the uh, Q&A, but uh, they're going to put out a post before Grand Arena Championships even drop. We lost Wink. We're getting him back. But they're also going to put out that post, and then if you skip down a little bit further to with uh, his answers, he also said that the locked mods fix is coming with the next update. So we won't have to worry about the locked mods thing when Grand Arena Championships come out either. So also a very good thing. Let me try to get Wink back here real quick. Um, two, 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 two of me, dude. My internet just died. Hold on. All right, we're getting Wink back and answer your question, uh, Maurice. Because I know this is interest to you. Game changers do get snacks. I don't know if you've seen Lost, but we get fish biscuits. Like in Lost, fish biscuits are great. Hopefully, someone out there gets that reference. I was waiting for Wink to hit his cricket. Oh, I lost Wink again. We'll get him back. Don't you worry. We can rebuild him. I'm nodding my head to the Skype music that none of you else, none of you can hear. Come on, Brosif. Michael is unavailable. All right, well, I'll finish up with the CG-154, and Wink can call back when he gets his internet back. So, um, new Grand Arena achievements, probably not coming. Uh, So, basically, we have, what? I think it's Treya, Han, and General Kenobi right now. But the what they're basically what they're saying is we're not going to be getting any more of those achievements to start off. Those will be more of something that we will get after Grand Arena Championships come out. They said everyone that would have been working on those achievements was working on making Grand Arena Championships work. So we should get more of those, hopefully. Uh, after Grand Arena Championships come out. But I really Yay. do like those quests. I like the rewards for them. So, I do too. And the titles and the, the profile pictures. So it'd be really cool to get some more of those. But they're not coming with Grand Arena Championships. They'll be coming later. Uh, no plans for PvP to have 6v6. That's exciting. Um, they're sticking <laughs> with 5v5 ships and... 3v3 for now so that's a relief um i don't want 6v6 unless they're adding a second leader ability well that and then a lot of these teams only have five in a faction so adding a sixth onto that team that too my answer will always be wampa or nest <laughs> i need a six those are good answers hopefully you have hopefully you have four or five nests and wampas and then you're good to go yeah yeah, for but, sure. Yeah. 
Uh, they also said in the future, it's possible for officers to remove bad defense teams in territory wars. That's something that they're thought about implementing. They're looking into, and I would be totally on board with this because sometimes you look at your territory war orders and you think to yourself, that team is not first order or that team is not above gear 10 or you must have misclicked on the wrong Han or anything like that. <laughs> so it would be really nice to be able to go in. If they told you that they put something wrong, you could go in there and be like deleted. Try again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that would make territory wars for officers a lot better. That would be great. And they need that in Grand Arena, too, because um, just the ability to... It, it needs to be like like your mods before Grand Arena, you know? Your defense doesn't actually lock until the timer ends. Um, yeah. That would be fantastic. Um, Let me make it much better, for sure. The TB review period wanted in-game will happen eventually. My God, why this is not in there is beyond me. This cannot be difficult to put in. Uh, All I, I can say is that it's so annoying on like an hour after the TB ends and you think to yourself, just how close were we this time to that last star that we need in Dark Side Territory Battles? And everyone's you'll like, never know. Oh, I don't know. I didn't look. All right. Well, we'll have to remember to look next time. Yep. No kidding. Yeah, it's crazy. So- um, the locked mods fix is coming with the next update. I'm, I'm assuming as part of the GAC update. Uh, no mods for ship plans, but crazy idea of a crewless ship. What? Yeah, that was a nice little tidbit because a lot of people have been talking about these. Um, we need A wings. We need Y wings. There's so much stuff we need. Well, the biggest one that I thought of was vulture droids. Uh, which are a droid Ooh. that's also a ship, which would not have a pilot. Yeah. So this in, this basically says that that type of ship uh. is something they're thinking about and is quite possible. And since Clone Wars stuff is coming up, uh, if that is actually a thing that they are thinking about, it is something we might see very soon. So I'm all in, especially with since we when they added uh, when they added IG88 ship. They got the droid tag, and he's the only one with the droid tag, and he's also the only one that has synergy with droid allies. So all his synergies go to just himself. So we always thought, oh, there should be more droid ships. Well, IG-88 would then synergize with them, and um, it would make that droid tag something that existed, finally. So I think this would be really cool. Indeed, I agree. Um, All right, so... CG Reposte um, <laughs> Cyanide said, no plans on changing challenge rewards anytime soon. This was the most depressing revelation to come out of this Q&A. You know what? They could add one piece of gear to challenges and then make me happy forever. One stun and that gun. That would be stun gun salvage in challenges would just make me... Stop talking about them altogether. Dude. Because those things are so annoying to get. Dude, literally one per sim. That's it. Give us ten a week. Oh my god, I would be so happy. Just... It's 
insufferable. Like, like it used to always be stun guns and stun cuffs were the annoying ones. But I feel like when I'm farming stun cuffs, they pop up often and I can get a full <laughs> stun cuff very quickly. But stun guns, they seem to never show up in the store for me. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yep. Um, With your luck, they would add boom boxes. Oh, God. Yeah. Sounds, Please no. That sounds like hell. Never ending boom boxes. <laughs> I, I, like, uh, oh, up update. Uh, we did get a full furnace in one of the uh, the pit raids in the past two weeks. And uh, 25 disc salvage. And then about three more raids of boom boxes. So yeah, I th- there was a little variation there, but there was all still a lot of. Boom I think boxes. over our last seven raids, we've got boom boxes four times, uh, furnaces twice, and then those discs once. No droid collars at all. No collars. <laughs> nope. Nope. Um, no. Or were they leashes? Um, Gear twelve finishers. I hope some of you got that reference. Uh, Gear Gear 12 finishers will be coming with the Geonosis Territory Battle. No level cap increase, though. Um, This is is super interesting. Right? Um, We later found out that it's not just Territory Battles. It's also Grand Arena Championships. With these Gear 12 finishers, but Gear 12 finishers weren't anything on the radar before nope. Wednesday. So Not big revelation. All. Hey, Gear 13, being able to get your character to Gear 13 is coming. Now, they went on and said that all six slots in Gear 13 are not going to be available. So you can basically just get them to Gear 13. But getting to Gear 13 is huge because Absolutely. jumping from Gear 12 to 13 is a very big stat increase for a lot of things. Oh, yeah. So All these characters that was- have, like, these health boxes and stuff. Like, General Grievous, for example. I believe he gets, like, 24,000 health in Gear 12. Once he hits Gear 13, all of that health will then be calculated on any percent health mods that you add to him. So, you know, a health primary will now take that health into account. Same for any characters with speed or offense. Characters that, you know, they get to 12 speed. That will calculate into one or two additional speed when using a speed set bonus. Same with offense. Uh, I think the biggest ROI is going to be on your characters like General Gravis, Kylo Ren Unmasked, and these other characters that just <laughs> get massive amounts of health in Gear 12. But Gear 13 is going to be huge for that and... The protection increase. I like Voss Landix comment and even tankier Joe Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. That sounds so fun. What could go wrong? Yeah. That, yeah. That'll be great. So alright. So the real question was, what are your were you excited for this or were you like, why? Are you kidding me? Of course I'm excited. I I yes. All right. So I want gear full, multi- gear level fourteen. I'm and I'm this not is- being sarcastic. I'm yeah. Hell yeah. I think that like I felt like I was the on an island with this when uh, when it when it got released because everybody was just so negative about it. But that don't surprise me. It adds me. new layers of theory crafting. Now, yes. granted, it might be harder to get those characters to Gear Thirteen. Then it might take a while. I understand that, uh, and it's still hard. That's a, that's a conversation we'll save for next week. It's still hard to get. Hey, Gear I'll be right back. Cases. All right. Well, Wink will be right back. 
But um, yeah, so gear 12 plus pieces are still hard to get. Uh, I want to have a conversation about the raid a little bit next week, but, and I know it'll be hard to get gear 13 pieces to start off with, but it adds another layer of things. And to me, that's, that's a good thing. So I'm going to look through chat here because I'm, I have a feeling that a lot of you won't agree with us on this. Uh, further separation between haves and haves nots. Yes, that is true. That is why I think that if this, when this does happen, Gura 12 plus needs to become more readily available. That, that top 10 thing in heroic Sith raid has to go away. Um, for the, the full crafted pieces. I mean, it's just too out of control. I always hated that in the first place, but something has to change. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing at you, Maurice. That comment cracked me up. Um, so what else do we got here? Asked about fusing. Maybe he realized you just got... Oh, my God. Why do I start reading chat comments live on the air? That's that I sh that's always a bad idea. All right. Asked about fusing lower gear into higher gear. Uh, they said fusing lower gear into higher gear is not something we're currently looking at. Uh, that's unfortunate because I always thought the thousands and thousands of low gear, if I were to convert that on a five-to-one ratio, I would bring the, all of those things up to get me some uh, stun guns because I just have so many of those lower things. But that's not something they're looking into, they said. Uh, they're thinking about a few ways that your accumulated inventories of low-level gear can be of some value for your collection, and I am optimistic that we will eventually come up with something that makes longtime players happy. Whether that ever happens or not, uh, the lip service is appreciated because... There, I have so many pieces of lower gear and just continue to get more of them. All right. Well, it looks like it's me for the rest of the show. Uh, Wink is having a personal issue or problem. So he's going to go take care of that. And uh, you get to stare at my face again for the rest of this episode. But um, I'm really good at talking to myself. That doesn't sound right. So anyways. I'll keep going and I'll be reading chat and commenting on your chat uh, comments as I go. Let me do this. All right, cool. I'll win at trivia. That is a good point. Play, actually, I won't because usually there's about eight people playing with us and I think everyone, someone in there beats me every time. But um, yeah, I'm kind of really excited for this idea of lower gear becoming a thing for in players to find a way to use somehow. Uh, I never, I just, I don't know. It's, there's just so much of it and so much you could do with it, but you can't do anything. And even when you sim things for stun cuffs or any of the high level gear, you still get that lower gear with it. And then nothing, it goes nowhere unless you have a level one character and then you use 10 of them of your thousand or 2000 or whatever. So It'd be nice to have something to do with it. Even if it was selling it for credits so that I could level up mods. I don't care. Give me something to do with it. Some of you longtime players will remember that you used to be able to sell gear. 
And I can tell you this much, if, a, if it was a good return on it, which there wasn't before, I would sell some of those thousands of pieces of gear to get credits. I bet a lot of you could would too. Um, uh, you know, that's a good idea. Let's, let me, I'm going to take a two minute break and you guys just chill for a second. I'm going to try something. Hello. Hey, what's up? Welcome um, to the show. <laughs> thanks. I begged and I pleaded and finally some girl tears and uh, you gave me a call. That's awesome. So we are back. <laughs> um, you might notice that Wink got a lot prettier. And uh, <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. I, awful, I forgot uh, you prompted me. That's an yeah. awfully nice <laughs> cheek you have there, Wink. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, as you can tell, this is not Wink, but for everyone out there who, <laughs> there is a Wink, doesn't know I brought in our good friends, T-Money and good old Maurice to help me finish out the show. I appreciate you guys for not making me talk to myself for another 30 minutes. You're doing really well, <laughs> I, though. We were impressed. I, I think I could do it. I just don't want to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> We've been begging you guys so. to come on the show for the last couple of weeks, so... We're gonna we're gonna have to talk. I got ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Maurice <Ugh>. knows. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, we're gonna transition now out of the QA because I think we pretty much beat that to death. But uh, talk about something that uh, I'm sure you guys would like to talk about because it's pretty pretty cool information here. So, um, if you didn't know, they put out a post. What was it? Yesterday? Thursday? about grand arenas and so they kind of put out some small bits of information about what's going on with uh just a overview brief overview of the game where, where did my stuff go there it went okay all right <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, the last two weeks have been super fun with all this craziness. But the all right, so uh first thing. Overview, Grand Arena Championships. Players compete in several Grand Arena events over the course of multiple weeks. Um basically what they said is it's gonna run for roughly five weeks, four Grand Arena matches, and one week-long review period. Does this seem short to you guys? Yes. What? I was kind of hoping to be champion of the world, but I'm not sure how that's going to happen with little four week intervals for with four different rounds or four. What is that? 12 rounds. Yeah. To get to the top? Eight, 16, 20, 32 people. So it kind of remains to be seen how they're going to tear us up, how that, what that's going to look like. Yeah. It seemed to me, it seemed like it would be something that would be more like three, a three month, like a quarterly championship type thing, not a monthly. So I was kind of surprised to see five weeks. And even at five weeks, it won't be monthly because who knows how long between them. We know. we did a little uh, quick stream last night just kind of discussing. We had a lot of fun with the – a lot of jokes for the one-week-long review periods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you, like... could, you could either, like, just pound your chest and brag for a one full week or just sit and pout and drown in your own tears for a full week. <laughs> when I first Watch heard your... it? When I first heard it, I thought it was like EA was like judging us, like they're going to judge us. And then at the end of that week, there was some sort of like 
award ceremony. <laughs> just yeah. moment. I was like, ooh. Just hope Perfect. you're not Chewbacca and you don't Hold get on a, a second. Because yeah. that would stick. Let me cut off Twitch <laughs> in the other room. It's echoing. One second. <clears throat> All right. The, um, the only thing I could think of with that week-long review period was that hopefully, maybe, they're going to take that time to go back and look at the matches for cheating. You know what I mean? Like, uh, to use that review period to look at the look at all the matches to find anything that might have gone wrong and nip it in the butt before they throw out their rewards. I don't know if they need a week for that, but that I would assume there's a lot of data there. Let's so just, maybe that's what let's pretend is. that's let's just as game changers, let's just say that that's what's happening. <laughs> so that people Yeah, stop don't cheating. freak out about the week. <laughs> it's just to cut, pull out the cheaters, you yeah, know? Just That'll cheaters. make everybody happy, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh basically where they said that winning uh rounds winning matches were going to add points to your score to help you move up between the different leagues uh we'll talk about the leagues here in a second but he said winning your grand arena matches and your rounds are going to be the biggest things to get you points but they also introduced this new thing which i thought was kind of weird the way it's working or the way it's worded in the video. They put out a video about this as well if you didn't want to read it. So for a lot of those people that like the picture book instead of the chapter book, they have both options for you. <laughs> so, but it was cool because the video had a few things visually that you did, could not see or read in the uh, in the post. So one of those things is they mentioned that there's a new limited time challenges called feats that will also get you points but it doesn't seem like from what was shown in the video that all of those things actually have to do with Grand Arena. So the three that they listed in the video was win two squad arena battles, win one fleet <laughs> arena battle, and win a Grand Arena battle with a full separatist squad. So, so unless squad arena and fleet arena is referring to squad and fleet battles in Grand Arena and not outside where we know squad arena and fleet arena actually are called that, it would be weird for outside things to influence your Grand Arena championship, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like we went from from like Family Feud, Family Feud to like Final Double Jeopardy. <laughs> like those are some pretty like super basic things and then like beating a team with a separatist. I mean, you have to have a oh, separatist yeah. team. Like that's that's a huge jump. I, I don't know, maybe they're not in the same category, but that seemed like a big jump to me. Yeah, like if they were say win one fleet arena battle, and then the other one was win one squad arena battle with Mace. Yeah, <laughs> soloing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, alone. Alone. No rework. Yeah. <laughs> Original character. As long as they don't get real specific with it, I mean, separatist is fine. We we need separatists for Padme. Like everyone's gonna have five separatists eventually. So this isn't. I think I, this isn't unrealistic. But if it starts getting, you know. Use Aura Sing and complete her contract within the first three turns. So, you know, like stuff like super specific, <laughs> you know, then uh, then it's going to be a little, eh. Like, you know, I think a five cool. star Aurora. Like, even if you don't participate in the physical Grand Arena matches themselves, you might be able to maybe jump a tier just by simply doing those accomplishments or the feats, if you will. So, I mean, that's, I, I think that kind of gets the more casual players kind of involved, I think, to some level. So, that, that that's, We'll see how they play it out, but I think that's kind of a good, kind of a good idea. It's kind of a hybrid so a, PV. Sorry, it's kind of a hybrid PVE PVP mode. You know that that aspect of it. Yeah, for sure. The one thing that I was curious about that I didn't 
it's not mentioned in here. I, at least I don't think it is. Is is Grand Arena Championships going to be optional or join in like Grand Arena is now? You know what I mean? Because it, to me, that means if it's reset every four Grand Arenas, that means that first one, there's still a chance that you're not going to be fighting someone that is all in. You know what I mean? Like, and you're in the lower leagues in the whatever it's called. I forget now, but we'll get to there. Bronzium? But if you're in that fr- Bronzium League, like you're down there in the bottom in those first few fights, you're still going to be probably fighting people that don't want to be fighting if they're automatically pushed into Grand Arena Championships. You know what I mean? I, I pro- it's probably going to be opt-out still, I think. I think that would be... There's so many people retired from this game. You know, how would they... You know, it would be empty. <laughs> You know, there's lots of people still playing this game, but there's lots of people who have, you know, played and left or, yeah. So I think it's probably still going to be opt-in, I imagine. Yeah, yeah the, the Carbonite tier would just simply be all inactive accounts with, like, you know, <laughs> Phasma lead with Ray, Royal Guard. <laughs> just like, you know, like, oh, all right. Mr. Uh, <laughs> Kai says, I think if a player has been active in the last 73 hours, <laughs> which to me is very specific, they should be auto-joined. <laughs> That, that's hey, that's, a, that's good. a good point on the first one, though. But heaven forbid you you have something to do the 24 hours before the first championship. Like, you know, you're on, like, camping with your family or you're on, like, an airplane. And get, you know, you can't join the, the championship. I I hope you can join any time in that week review that we have. Because, I mean, these are, these are a lot more important probably than just one single. I've missed a grand arena. And I was pissed. So that's just one. <laughs> this, is, this is a whole tournament. You know, like, this is, this is a, a week-long yeah. event with with prizes at the end that could, I mean, that this is the way you're going to obtain gear 12 stuff, gear 12 finishers. You guys can't even see my mm-hmm. air quotes here, but yeah, the, the finisher, this is the only <laughs> way. You can um, so it, yeah. it's going to be pretty important. If, if, yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it might be something that guild leaders want to like, just as you remind someone to sign up for a raid, you might want to remind people to sign up for grand arena because it's going to, you know, build up that gear in your, in your guild. Oh yeah, for sure. I will definitely be setting my Swugga bot reminder to send out an at everyone. <laughs> Get in there. Don't forget. Yes, it's it's to your point about having you know bad accounts in the lower ones, they'd have to be at least the same GP as you. So there still might be a little challenge to that. But it would be like it would still be like it is now where you're fighting an auto deployed team that may or may not actually have some synergy that kicks your butt that you weren't used to. I think I got, I, so funny story, last grand arena, I missed the deploy period for all three rounds. So every single time my teams were auto deployed and I won, I won a match (laughs) or I won a round simply because it auto deployed Treya, Nihilus, Scion, RJT and JKR together. And somehow that team had eight uh eight defenses and they just could not get through it. <laughs> so I'm like, well, sometimes I guess it's okay. Did you but... set it again this war? <laughs> Funny story. I fell asleep because I'm old. At I right around when Grand Arena locks is nap time. For me, so <laughs> I fell asleep with Darth Revan on defense, 
and my sh- my fleet on defense, and I forgot the other six. So my Grand Arena this time also screwed up. So good times. Wow. My, It's always fun when you get a chat comment from the guy you're fighting that's like, what the hell was this strategy? Please explain this. <laughs> like, Do you get extra points time. for not setting defense? <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> I call this nap strategy. Uh, um, let's see, what else here? Earn championship score. We kind of went over that. Win Grand Arena matches. Winning rounds is the most important driver of score. Earning Grand Arena banners and completing feats. Uh, so then you go into leagues. You're granted an immediate reward when you move to a new league. So that's pretty cool. With My dogs go nuts. So when you... You don't have to wait till the end of the Grand Arena Championship to get rewards for changing your leagues. Those automatically come. But even then, it bumps up your in-game rewards for where you finish. So it looks like there's a good good chunk of ways to earn rewards here. Um, Because basically what they said were rewards are players are rewarded for each Grand Arena round. They're rewarded for completing feats. I mean, in the video, it didn't seem like you got any rewards for that beyond score, but I guess there's a reward for finishing different feats. So that'll be interesting. Maybe it goes straight to your inbox, unless they're just talking about score. But they said feats, completing feats gets you rewards. And then the end of the championship saying end of champion rewards is currency you can redeem for gear 12 finishers and other high end gear. So question for you two, what do you want the rewards for Grand Arena championships to look like? Because I think that if they were the same as Grand Arena is right now, they would be massively underwhelming. Even if on a four times scale of what they get in normal Grand Arena right now, I think it would be. I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, I, I mean, I, it would like they they said we're getting the same rewards at the end of the match, at the end of the I guess each, you know, like we have now. So I mean, I would be fine with yeah. that. It's no different than we have now, but um, you know, with with this new competitive nature this game is going to bring. So there, there, there naturally has to be something else. Uh, I'd like, I, I personally don't, I would just like the currency. Just give me lots and lots of currency. So I can spend it on whatever I want, you know, whether it be, mm-hmm. they put characters in there, perhaps maybe they put, you know, they said they're gonna put the finishers in there. And they said they're, they hinted at the post somewhere that they would, they might put other rare pieces in there. So perhaps we can get the access to some of the gear 12 plus stuff, the fourth and fifth pieces for gear 12. Um, just give me currency. Uh, crystals are, are nice. That I mean, of course, <laughs> you know. But they, they did show crystals in the little pictures there. Like every tier had like an extra crystal, an extra bigger box. So you know, probably I, I don't think it's gonna be too many crystals. Um, unless I think they... that actually, from the picture, it looked like only the last two leagues had crystals next to them, and the rest were kind of boxes and currency. Could be. So it almost was as if. Which seems like a good idea in theory, but then it also seems like pushing the top end further along than pulling along the bottom end who needs it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, you want those rewards for the top as well, but it would, if it were, if everyone got them, but they were smaller in the lower, that would make more sense to me than not having them except for the top two, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think- go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. 
I'm just saying the, the Kyber League, like if you're going to make it to this, this, you know, Kyber League that they keep mentioning, it's very difficult, blah, 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 blah. You know, only the most dedicated players. I mean, it's going to take you hours of roster tweaking and just meticulously just modding everybody to really compete <laughs> with the very best players in the game. And so, I mean, you should get some you should get some crystals for your time. I mean, it, it'll probably be an insulting amount, like 500 <laughs> for hours and hours of, of modding. But, you know, it's uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm giggling because we kind of do that anyway <laughs> but i think i think that they've been really good about uh, you know with territory wars with all the pvp content that is a little bit controversial that's a little like you know pve everybody kind of gets together and there's this kind of big push for it and they kind of tend to tear those really um they tend to tear those quite a bit like all of the raids with the you know big big uh you know full pieces at uh top three places that sort of thing but with the pvp content they've you know what They've made it relatively even, you know, like three Zetas versus two Zetas. I mean, that's not something to, you know, lose sleep over, but people are still very, um, you know, involved in that game mode. And I think that that's what I'm kind of predicting for Grand Arena as well. I think that, of course, as you go up, there'll be, you know, better awards. But if, you know, people who are, you know, pay to play, who have been really kind of uh, strategic and concentrated in this game for one, two, three years are getting, you know, four or five times the rewards. This is going to be completely demotivating for people who are maybe getting back into the game or new to the game or who are, you know, inspired by this game mode to get better. So I think I, I don't anticipate it being like, you know, Maybe twice the rewards from, you know, the, the last person to the top person, maybe four. I don't know. But I don't think it's going to be like a huge, scary gap. I hope not. I think that's good for the game. I'm going into the game right now to look because I know the... Let me just see. All areas of squad arena earn crystals, correct? All the prizes. Like it's, it yes. gets pretty bad. Yeah, all the way down lower. to 10,000. Yeah. But let's say... 100 to 275, 51 to 100, you get 100. You know, it just goes up from there. So it doesn't really matter where you finish in arena. I mean, even you, even 10,000 plus gets 15 crystals. Mm -hmm. So it's crystals. Either way, it's 10 away from refreshing a hard node. <laughs> but they like there's there's crystals for everyone there, no matter where you're fighting. And so it would make the most sense to me. To at least give a little bit towards there. So we'll see. It's just interesting how that picture. Maybe it was just that you could make out the crystals better because they just stack so many on the higher ones. I don't know. But that was something that a lot of people brought up this week. Well, if we've learned uh, anything, see. I mean, just you can't. Anything they post in pictures, gifts, and stuff, you got to take it with a grain of salt. You know, it's, it's A, it's probably not the final project is not like the final release and b it's just i mean last night in the stream we showed like that clip in the in the video they showed where ezra <laughs> swoops in with just a devastating hit that devastating hit is on like a gear three first order executioner he had four oh yeah, yeah. Like, like everyone around him had higher like protection and health and he was just like four bars i yeah. saw that too i'm like i we also saw that get the this, one... you know this fox down my favorite was oh, yeah. uh 
was the winning Grand Arena or, or winning Grand Arena? Yeah, man, I can't talk. Winning Grand Arena matches will net you points, and then all of a sudden you see Mace go in for the kill, and I'm like, <laughs> Mace, really? Who's doing that? This must be in the uh, this must be in the Carbonite League. That's that's something that I've been thinking a lot about. Like my personal strategy is, you know, I've got uh, 4.2 million GPA. I still have a, a lot of characters who aren't seven stars, and so I'm kind of like, oh, you know, for these challenges, there might be things like, you know, play, uh, you know, get over. I have no idea, but like get over two million in the tank raid with Mace Windu on your team. Well, you can't take him into the tank raid if he's not seven stars. So uh, I, I don't know if that'll be like a gate for anything, but uh, that's where I think they're going to get me anyway. Like I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm quite strong. My roster is strong in PVP, but I don't have a deep roster. And that's why I'm strong in my grand arena because I'm, you know, I have, what do I have like 80 gear 12 tunes and that's you know that's been the most by like 20 or 30 for the you know against the people who I'm facing um but I guess I'm but they have you know maybe a lot of seven star tunes and I, I don't know maybe I'm completely not making sense right now but that's the part that they're going to take my money in that part is what I'm saying <laughs> that's the worrisome part for me yeah this, there's for an overview post, there was a lot of info to digest here, and I really am looking forward to a lot of these things they mentioned. Uh, they said there was more to come. I'll mention that in two seconds, but there were five leagues. We were kind of poking fun at Carbonite, which is the starting one. That is the one when everyone's going to start out in. Then you move up to Bronzium, uh, Chromium, then Erodium, and then Kyber. Well, the three of those, at least, you know them from packs, so I thought that was kind of funny. Bronzium, Chromium, and Erodium packs are the three middle leagues. I've never had a Carbonite pack or a Kyber pack, but if we ever do get a Kyber pack, I will be scared. The only the closest thing I can amount to that would be uh what's his face? The guy from Rogue One? That pack? Oh, uh, Director Critic. The <laughs> Director uh, Critic. Yeah. The, uh, he should have been called the Kyber. The yes. Kyber pack. <laughs> Yeah, or uh, we'll we'll get the we'll probably get a Kyber pack um, released with this Grand Arena mode. It's going to cost you one hundred forty nine ninety nine, and it will get you one Gear Twelve finisher in like insulting <laughs> amount of crystals, like three hundred. <laughs> you know, just oh, the the day we found out about Gear Twelve finishers, I already saw people complaining about Gear Twelve finishers costing fifty bucks or more, and I'm like, where are people getting this from? Like, we don't even know anything. And then I realized Gear 12 Plus pieces already cost 50 mm-hmm. bucks yeah, if you buy the entire crystals. piece. Yeah. So yeah. If, you're, if these new pieces are more than those, it's going to be out of control. So I see where the, the whales were talking about not being excited about that, if that's the case. That's that's rough. You know, I, I think I'm going to go take screenshots of all of the, you know, top 15 guilds just to see uh how many gear 12 pieces they're in, you know increasing by over the next little while i bet it i bet there's some whaling going on i like i go to buy it i'm like oh i just need five more and it's just they're so expensive it's just it's completely impo- it's completely impossible i will never i will never pay that much for uh, that that's a that's that's a massive chunk yeah. it's almost like what like a sixth of a full seven star character <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, the more to come. They said the upcoming weeks you will be able to 
they're going to make some posts about feats and bragging rights. Uh, feats we know about. <laughs> if they're talking about bragging rights, I hope it's if it's something in the game, like titles and uh, profile pictures. That would be interesting. If the top person, uh, if the top finisher or the top the top fifty finish or top one hundred finish got you a certain title and picture, I think that would be really cool. It would definitely be a way to show and brag. But I don't know if that's more of bragging rights, meaning they're going to talk about the leaderboard a little bit. But that's one of their posts that's coming up. Uh, new Grand Arena currency. I'm really interested to see when they talk about that, like what exactly they're planning on selling for this. Because I myself, I, I'm always wishing that we could get more out of the old stores. But then I think of what type of stores do they have now where they can actually add characters and it would be meaningful? Uh, for example, Malik. When Malik was added to a store, they put him in Guild Event Currency, which made the most sense to me because that's still one of the harder currencies to get. So it would seem like they could add characters to this, but I don't know if they will. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Thoughts. Every other store except the mod store has characters, right? So why wouldn't this? It'd be interesting. I mean, like that would really make you make a choice. Do you want to gear 13 some characters or do you want to get this possibly team defining character? You know what I mean? Gear 13. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Well, at this point, yeah, like, knowing that stat increase, it's going to be nasty. Fallen Anakin. Uh, oh, man. GP divisions, leaderboards, and rewards. That's another thing that they're going to go over. It'll be interesting to see how they uh, tier out these GP divisions. I'm guessing it'll be a lot like, or almost exactly like the current Grand Arena. But uh, they're putting a whole post on it, so we'll see. Um, exhibition championships, schedule, and format. They're going to go over... So we're getting four, five weeks, four uh, rounds. Uh, obviously, there's ships with 5v5. There's just 5v5. There's 3v3. There's 3v3 with ships. There's four right there. Are those the four that's going to be the four every time? Are they going to switch it up to be uh, all 3v3 one time? It'd be interesting to see what the what they're planning for this format. I don't know what you guys would prefer. I think. What would you I, like I, to see? I think each map has its pros and cons. I think each map is uh, is a little different. Like I used to hate this map that we're doing now, the wide open board. But the more I play it, I mean, it's just this board is more about offensive efficiency, and you know, whereas some of the other boards are more about strategic placement of your character. So e each Grand Arena is a little different, a little little different game within itself, I guess. Um, I, I don't yeah. mind. I, I don't like three versus three, but I. I do understand how it's more welcoming to new players. A lot of people do like it. So, you know, a little bit for everybody. Uh, all four maps we have now is fine with me. Yeah, I agree. Me too. I, I like the diversity. I don't think I've, I don't think I've really railed against any of it. It's been, it's, I'm, you know, I'm open to it. I learn from everything, new counters, new teams. So I find it all interesting. I will say this. If they do this current map, they need to do that fix that I've been arguing with Wink about. I'll say that. Please don't let them only set ships. That's ridiculous. <laughs> because especially if all your score for Grand Arena Championship goes into winning matches and you can't fight the matches, 
That does not work. And that it completely proved my point and my argument against Wink about this uh, only setting a fleet and not setting characters uh, strategy, quote unquote. In Grand Arena Championships, if someone knew where to do that to you, you'd lose out all those scores that you could get from those matches to move up in leagues. And that is completely unfair. Ooh, that's so, nasty. That was like the most, yeah. one of the most intense arguments I've ever seen you guys have. That one got pretty heated. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> but the, I don't, I don't remember exactly is, what it was. He literally put that in the podcast notes so that I would fight him. So he got what he wanted. <laughs> well, yeah, it's nice to have a, a few. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it's nice to have a stream, though, because I would just publicly shame them <laughs> for like a long time <laughs> and probably cry. Yeah. And yeah, like, a lot of belly. This guy. Yeah. <laughs> he slipped in uh crumb did slipped in like a quick little patch update there were there were some grand arena fixes i don't remember exactly what they were but the real minor stuff um so maybe maybe they've addressed that yeah because that oh whatever side of the argument you take that's just not the i don't feel that's the way it was designed you know well i think Wake, wake's argument that was it that it's strategy that's fine but I, I don't think that's the way they intended for it to be you know so my I, nap I, strategy did not fill in the other six teams. Yeah. So exactly. I was I only just going to say. I only dropped four, two teams of the uh, eight that needed to be there. So hopefully they implement a way to fill in the rest of those teams. But we'll see. Uh, last one, competitive integrity and anti-cheating. So they're like I said, they're going to have a post about what they're going to do to make sure that the integrity of the game mode is there from the very start. So that'll be interesting. All righty. I don't have the awesome poll sounder, so we'll just move right into the poll. And then once we go over the poll, we'll end it there. Um, but hey, boy, if you didn't like you ready the, for a good poll? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That was terrible. Sorry. <laughs> Please just continue with that. If you didn't like how big your face was before, yeah, T, I know. I'm like, I'm you're like, gonna love it now. You fix it, or I'm never coming on camera here again. Let's just <laughs> let's just be real frank about it. Doing what I can. <laughs> Doing what I can. All right, so um, go over the poll real quick here. Um, basically, it was a lot of questions about the QA uh, that went on this week. So going in the first one, I'll read the answers. You guys just let me know if you. We're surprised by any of the answers. Here. <laughs> <laughs> what is your opinion of the developer QA? There were four answers. I feel much better about the state of the game after reading. I am afraid as they did not answer any of my questions relevant to my concerns. They didn't answer anything pressing or where was the information about Geonosian territory battles? And surprisingly, it was pretty much split across the board quarter for each of the answers um the only one that was a little bit further than the rest was where was the info about genosian territory battles and they did say in the qa that we would be getting a post about that in the next uh, few weeks from top hat so interesting i mean i'm actually kind of surprised that 23 percent of people were feeling much better about the state of the game after that because I don't, there's a lot of cool answers, but it didn't seem like there was anything. I said, I put that, I, I, that was my answer on the poll. I just, because one didn't really fit. 
Like, I feel like mm-hmm. this Q&A, they actually answered questions, whereas in the past, you know, they've, they've gone on uh, podcasts, they've gone on YouTube streams, and they've basically, people, they, they would field questions, but this dance around them and not answer them whatsoever. Um, I don't know if you remember EA Jesse. He was really good at that. <laughs> he was really, really good. You'd ask oh, yeah. him a question. Oh, yeah. And then he would just, he, he'd basically use like 50 to 60 words to not answer it and say that he couldn't. They, they, I feel like they actually answered the questions and gave a decent answer to, to most of the questions. Um, so that that's what did they give me tons of useful information that I've been dying to know about? Not really, <laughs> you know, but I mean, it, it was, uh, I, I was pretty pleased with it, I guess, overall. Um, well, I guess you could say one thing about it, that it was scheduled from two to three. And I think it went to like two to five or six, almost it seemed like. So they did spend a lot of time on it and even more than I thought they would. So that was nice. Because they kept pressing back the time. I think for, for you know, whenever there's communication from CG, what I always think to myself is that, like, they don't have to do this. You know, the, I think this is a very unique thing because we're such a community-based game. Like, that's what keeps us playing this game is being part of the community. And I think that's, you know, that's why they do it is to um, keep us calm. <laughs> but, I mean, like... There's other games that I've played and you would just never like Marvel Strike Force. You would never be like, oh, yes, one of the devs. Let's interact with them that, that I know of anyway. It's not like a big thing like like it is in in this game. So that's that's what I always think about that. So I like when they do it. Um, I'm in communication, so I take everything with a grain of salt. You know, I know they have to spin stuff and they they don't answer things. So but. <laughs> yeah. For sure. And the good part, like uh, you were both saying there, is a lot of those questions where they didn't have an answer, they did they did say a few things before they actually said there's no answer for this. So it was that was a good thing. Uh going back onto this gear thirteen uh thing where I, where me and Wink were actually on the same side of being kind of excited for this. Gear thirteen, fifty fifty percent of people said that they basically said no, 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 don't want it. Um and then it was split on the other side for yes, please, and well, more stuff to spend crystals on. So, but for those people saying well, more stuff to spend crystals on, that is a lot of crystals to spend. <laughs> it's going if it's any give twelve plus is any indication those things are going to be super expensive crystal wise. Yeah, that that section that the people that answer that have much better jobs than I do. I think <laughs> so. <laughs> That that's the whale uh, the whale section on that question, and they've uh, never like we were talking last night, Maurice and I. They've never decreased the cost of anything in crystals, right? Like the hollow projector, the you know the MK three hollow projectors are still three hundred crystals. They've always been three hundred crystals, to my knowledge. So I don't think that the gear twelve pieces are going to kind of like be discounted now that they're not as you know in fashion. Uh, that's a stupid thing to say, but. <laughs> <laughs> but you know they're never going to cost less than this, so it's it's weird that they've put such a hard cap on it. You know, some people spend a thousand bucks a month on this game, but you know, I don't know. I think that makes it really prohibitive prohibitive for a lot of folks. Yeah, it's man. I mean, I still don't have a ton of Gear Twelve Plus characters. I mean, I just most of the time I get them Gear th- Gear Twelve Plus Three. And the more important ones are the ones I shoot after just because of how competitive our 
Sith Raid is. And so Gear 13 at, at this point, I'm like, thank goodness that it's at least locked to things that are guild-wide and are also controlled by me. You know what I mean? Like Grand Arena Championships, I completely decide how much credits currency I get in that by how well I do. And then, you know, territory battles have always added a good chunk, like one of the biggest chunks of guild event currency once you finish it. So um, getting a good chunk there uh, is going to be nice because there's, okay, here's another thought. Unless they add a new type of currency for this new territory battle, when they add gear 12 finishers in for the rewards of, okay, never mind. I just talked myself out of that. I'm going to move on. Uh, <laughs> I forgot that they actually give you gear at the end of the territory battle. So I was thinking that if they put the gear 12 finishers in the guild event currency store, you would be able to buy them no matter how well you did on old ones and the new one. But they're probably going to put those finishers as rewards for how many stars you get in that territory battle and not in the store. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. 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 I would yeah. think so. And you might even so get... You might get some from those boxes that we see. There might be like, you know, you might get a, you know, a laughable amount of salvage like we do, like at the end of territory, like the end of the Sith Raid, where you get like two pieces of a gear 12, one component, you know, just you might get like a scrap or two. Right. Yeah. This will make you feel better because you see it. Just mm-hmm. go over the number. Uh, third question. We were given some information on the Grand Arena Championships, which we already went over. What is your opinion on so far? There was a one to ten scale. Uh, before I read the answers, what was you? What was your answer if you had to rate the information so far uh, and your excitement? The quality of information. Uh, let's say opinion on how excited you are. I don't really know which of those two it's asking. I would myself would answer by how excited it got me. Gum, how did, how excited did it get you? <laughs> I, I, I mean, <laughs> if if uh, keep it PG, um, <laughs> I, I, I put an eight on, on your poll. I put an eight. I'm, I'm very, I love Grand Arena. It's it's very very fun to me. I, I really do. Win or lose, you know, I am pretty competitive in it. But win or lose, I, I really enjoy it. Every time I've lost, I have learned things I didn't know previously. So, I mean, I, I really like the game mode. It's it's really the only game mode that we have. We can practice stuff. Like, we all have all these Karth teams and the Kira teams, but where can you really use those outside of Grand Arena Territory Wars? You know, they're just kind of sitting there. So, it lets me use my whole roster. Um, I am excited about competing and, and getting maybe more rewards, basically. I, I put 8 because I didn't want to put 10 because, I mean, it could... We've all seen how new game modes have come out in the past. You know, Territory Wars, Broken, Grand Arena had a lot of issues when it came out. We all remember for some of the elder players, remember when mods were originally introduced? You remember that debacle? So, I mean, there's <laughs> they don't have the best track record Plus of launching 100 things speed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but Ray, yeah, yeah. I got a mod with 18,000 offense on it. Oh, cool. <laughs> Gear 5 Rage, one-shot characters. <laughs> yeah. Remember when, over here's the funny part just off topic with those mega mods you remember when like 
Ray would hit on her basic for 200,000. You're like, no one should ever hit for 200,000. At this point, we got Wampa and Finn and certain people like HK. ramping up to that damage. <laughs> it, 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 just, it, it rendered like all the gear you had invested in your characters. It, it was rendered completely useless. useless yes, a a yes, gear one Ray sure. could go in there and just one shot your best character, you know, or like your Royal Guard at gear two could just withstand. 300,000 damage. It was, it was ridiculous. <laughs> People got upset when they changed it back. Like they were, no, no, this like, they literally <laughs> like completely changed the game and then brought it back to what it was. And people were like, but I liked my three days of madness. <laughs> it was like, we all became Titans and got all our powers stripped. I, I, I'd say, I'd say eight or nine myself. I'm really excited for this. I really thought that this is why the way that they were going to implement Grand Arena to begin with, with tiers, they said, because originally they said, find out who the best in the galaxy is, or we're going to find out who the best players are, blah, blah, blah. And then Grand Arena came out and there was really, there was nothing to tell you anything about anyone's Grand Arena. Everyone could say they've won every match they've ever played, but there was nothing to prove that, right? So... This is what I always thought it would be, and I'm excited to see that actually play out in something, especially with leagues, because there's so many games out there where the PvP is leagued, and it's it'll be interesting to see that worked into this game. <laughs> Joker. <laughs> uh, I'm probably like a... Um, I don't know about those uh, <laughs> feats. I'm not sure about those feats. I feel like that might that might be a little bit of a cash grab for people who are really interested in Grand Arena, really interested in succeeding there. And then, you know, there's some like kind of requirements where you need to have characters, particular characters. I'm not I'm not completely I'm not super into that. It feels like you're not a feat person. I'm not a feat person. I'm like, oh, yeah, those quests is like, you know fulfilled Bubba's contract like four out of 500 I'm like damn it because <laughs> I keep like no, switching man. quests I'm like maybe I'll do this one but uh, you're like yeah because and then the question really becomes are your quests the same as everyone else because if yours are harder than other people's then you're gonna have a real interesting time yeah I, I imagine, imagine it's gonna it. go oh, my feats this time <laughs> like oh man what feats did you get this time oh I got uh you know all I had to do was Drain protection on one character in an arena battle. <laughs> what was yours? Oh, I had to win an arena battle with the uh, Dooku only. <laughs> yeah. Dooku solo. Uh, I don't know. Be interesting. All right. So the next question was: the June calendar was released with no announcement to the Genosian territory battle. Do you think it will be coming this month? Forty-two and a half percent of people said yes. Stealth released by the end of the month. 39, so 40%, right around the same amount, said, I don't know, I've stopped trying to predict. And about 18% said, no, new releases always take forever as they work out all the bugs. I would have answered yes to this only for the simple fact, and I said this early in the episode, the quarter is ending at the end of June, and it seems like anything in a road ahead is usually a quarterly thing. So unless they end up pushing it out for the first time, it would seem like something that should drop right at the end of June. But that's just my guess. 
They do have oh. summer drops for things. I, I remember, was it last year or the year before? I was quite surprised that things were dropping in in June and July. Uh, you know, kind of when I, when the kids are out of school and that sort of thing. Uh, it, you know, they 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 know they know when to get you when you're on holidays when you're kind of taking it easy a little more and you can uh, you know dive into your phone. I, I, I think that you know a summer rollout is feasible. I think a June rollout is feasible. There's actually a gap. There's a gap in the the calendar. Did did you see my comment about that? There's a gap in the calendar of like uh, six or seven days uh, during the month. And and uh, somebody pointed that out in um, in my guild and and kind of question whether there's going to be an event there. I, I think that everybody needs to get clones. I know it's a dark side territory battles, but I think that everybody should get all the stars on their clones. If you haven't already, I think that's a very wise thing to do. So no, I'm with you, even if it doesn't involve territory battles, but I think that I definitely think we're due for a clone rework and probably some more clones, which will end up making them might, they might not be a meta team with like a lot of people always wanted, but, I bet there will be very similar to Separatist Droids or some of those other reworks that are out there right now. Something you want for your for your uh, <clears throat> PvP. There's just there's just too many penalties for attacking out of turn. The, the clones can't revolve around Cody anymore. I mean that's why they suck. I mean they've got Treya, now you've got Padme generating all this protection and stuff. There's too many too many anti out of turn attacking characters. I mean, they really need. They need an overhaul, you know, kind of like new. They need a reworked Plocoon. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so that would be cool. Um, I I would expect if the clones do get reworked, I'd expect it to be a pretty significant rework. Um, you know, Echo sucks. He's terrible. Like he he would just need a facelift altogether, just a new kit. (laughs) He's pretty bad. More health, more protection. (laughs) Anything. Like all of them are super squishy except for fives. So I mean fives would definitely need a taunt if I mean they don't generally manipulate like base stats, but you know, they, they would have to do something. So yeah, I, 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 would, I would like, that. I would like, well, it's uh, funny because a lot of these tanks without taunt with the reworks end up getting taunt and he's a tank or fives is. So true. that is something that is very possible. I mean, you can still get him to taunt now under general Kenobi, but nobody does that obviously. So, because well, Fives is terrible, <laughs> he's, he's, I mean, he's just <laughs> just a meat shield that does like counters for insignificant damage and slowdown. That's very 2016, <laughs> you know. Like, yeah, I was down. gonna say he was really good in the in the pit raid when you were trying to <laughs> yeah. be heroic. Yeah, yeah, pair him up with your give me that speed down Qui Gon Jin and Tuscan Raider and, and go to town. Yeah, exactly. All right, so last question here. We got new month, new release character, Umbaran Starfighter. What does this tell us? Got a lot of answers here, but I'll read the top three. Uh, With 41% of the vote, like running away with it, was new Separatist capital ship. And I think that has to do with the fact that they mentioned capital ships is coming. A capital ship is coming with the new territory battle. So a lot of people are thinking it's GG's malevolence, which I'm totally okay with. So, wasn't uh, there a clue? Sec- something that rhymed with like it was like benevolence. Yeah. It wasn't there like a clue. Yeah, we like were. That? There was so they released this post about thirty minutes before we started the podcast, talking about uh, where ships are going. And uh, let me bring it up here, and I'll I'll read it to you again. This is uh because I think it's pretty important. I mean, I feel like it's important. But the last word of this is. 
They said that there was a new capital ship coming with territory battles. And the last sentence was, I wish we could show more benevolence and tell you exactly what's coming, but negotiations are underway about when we will share the news. And we, I was telling Wink earlier, there is no reason anyone that's not like trying to quote the Bible would be using the word benevolence. So, <laughs> besides the fact that it rhymes Agreed. with malevolence. Agreed. So. I, I'm screwed. I just kind of got angry at ships the other day. I do this. I kind of like do stupid things in a very bingeful way. And I, I just added a whole bunch of prestige to a whole bunch of existing capital ships. I currently have 81 mm. down from six, 600 or something like that. And you need 1,950 <laughs> to do a capital ship as is, and they could still put another tier on it. Right. And the top tier is 150. So yikes. So I am going to buy some of those right now. <laughs> there <laughs> it's done. I'm up to 91. Wish me luck. Yeah. I, I met. 2700 on my main account and that took me at least nine months so getting that uh give it getting those takes forever now that's granted i'm taking maybe two refreshes a day to buy them so if you're doing all four and waking up to get those refreshes you'll probably be okay but it's, it's <laughs> i would assume i have arena tokens and credits to spare yeah, yeah that's the other part that is very true we've already been all over on this show how much i hoard these currencies that I shouldn't be with my 200 or 170,000 galactic war tokens. Oh my God. Well, that's <laughs> a little excessive. I mean, if you, if you, that's, that's ridiculous, but, uh, you just, hey, um, but like, wait, but listen, it was two, it was 200,000 two weeks ago. So I'm slowly whittling it down. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that paid off for you. Um, you know, it's, it's like it's, Malik, Malik, you could probably take the seven star almost probably right away. You know, so I mean, I don't oh, know I, Malik, but that was my Galactic War credits. Go, oh. But I did take Malik to seven star right away because I also had, I had a hundred thousand guild event currency when I got him to five star. So he instantly went seven star too. So it does work out in certain ways. But I am a hoarder that needs to get better for sure. That's what but to be in this game. If you want to be a free to play success, it's the it's the only way to be to have you know a solid roster in this game as a free to play player hoard. For sure. That second, uh, the second one on that question was Galactic Republic ships will be needed for something question mark. So that kind of plays into the whole idea of the separatist capital ship. Cause a lot of people think that general Grievous ship isn't, is going to come with a legendary event that might require Galactic Republic ships. So Umbar and Starfighter might be homage to that. So I see why that one is up there. And then the last one, with 14% was that we are getting free ship shards. I mean, I guess that's pretty obvious. So <laughs> there's that. That basically, I think that is the answer to say it probably doesn't mean anything, but uh, everyone's going to speculate anyway. So. I know when I read this poll initially, I was like, what? Why would you need the, the those ships to get, you know, get a grievous? But then I heard you guys talk about earlier in the show. It totally makes sense now. Um, you know, just which, you know, for maybe for some of us elder players, that's not going to be very difficult. But for newer players, that, that's 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 tough. Like, there's no reason a player under two and a half million GP should have Plo Koon, should have five, should have up until two weeks ago, Ahsoka. You know, these are characters that aren't very desirable. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so it, you have it uh, Jedi Consular at gear, gear 11. What if they make it like there's a lot of those characters that are. Yeah, they're just. 
I mean, ugh. it's just that one. <laughs> well, no, I mean, all of those characters. Plo Koon's terrible. You know, I mean, he's, he's, he's not a good character. I mean, Jenna Counselor sucks. Uh, there's tons of, all, almost all those Galactic Republic, I mean, besides Ahsoka and Anakin, you don't need Clone Sergeant for anything. <laughs> you know, what, what do you need Clone Sergeant for? P4 of the tank raid? You know, that's, that's, a, I don't use them anywhere. But mm-hmm. I just had so a little I, heart shock about Anakin, though. I do not have Anakin. <laughs> that, that's why I was stars. asking. I was asking <laughs> earlier. It was a serious. I know I troll and I'm goofy a lot in the chat, but that was a serious question. Like, do you guys think Anakin will be absolutely required? Because if so, I'm screwed. Mine's four stars. <laughs> you know, I, there's no way I'm getting that ship anytime soon to seven. So mm-hmm. that scares me a little bit. That's always been the secondary farm and fleet for me, and I'm lucky enough to have him about 68 out of 100, somewhere in there. So I'll be okay with that one, but it was only because I was able to end my fleet. Okay, I'll I'll say this. The reason that I probably have had a lot of good luck in fleet uh, farms is because I never had to farm nest from fleet. Why? That limp... You buy that was the first character I actually bought uh, during the marquee. Actually, the only character I ever bought during the marquee. Less Turned out it was a good choice. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I've never had to farmer, so I've always been kind of ahead of the the fleet hard node curve, and so I've always had one I'm farming. Probably do two, uh, one refresh on, and then spend the rest on whatever, whether it's two to four sims on whatever's left over i always put what's left over on anakin and it's worked out so yeah all right well that should do it for the podcast today i want to say this uh you guys are awesome and i really appreciate you being able to jump on here with me um made it a lot of fun here for the last last hour Absolutely. Thank you so, so much for for asking. Anytime uh, we'll hop on short notice. Make my head smaller next time. I've been <laughs> blushing like the I'll whole do, time every I'll time I look at myself. <laughs> see, see, the thing is, like, I have to do it live on the live stream, you know. So <laughs> I'm trying to work. I'm work, trying to work it, but uh, it might not be the best right now. But next time, I'll I'll, I'll 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 get it right for you. So. <laughs> And like I said, I feel bad if, if something serious did happen to Wink. I feel bad for making poo jokes. Yeah, <laughs> I do feel jokes. bad about that. <laughs> so please send him my regards. Oh, and that, and yeah, that. hopefully everything is okay. Yeah, yeah I'm but, sure uh, Wink will uh, explain to everyone tomorrow what's going on. So. <laughs> And, oh, oh yeah, we're, we're gonna have to talk about that maroon five ringtone thing you got there on your Absolutely. phone. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. We're gonna have. To, that's that was uh, that was. Panic at the Disco. Come on. Now, is that... Was that ringtone... Was that Wink messaging you? And if so, is that Wink's special ringtone? Just That is everyone's ring. ringtone, okay. so it's not, not specific to Wink. I want to hear it plays. again. It's, uh, well, I'll tell you what song it is, and you can go listen. It's Hey Ma, Hey Look Ma, I Made It by Panic at the Disco. Okay. <laughs> it's good. It's good. You like follow it. up jokes for months. I think that's, I think <laughs> I that's okay my, like my kid and I, my favorite song. I think that's our. Uh, I think that's our song. See, it's the one on the, that's on the radio right now. Yeah, so. yeah. It's like a super duper there, yeah. popular. Yeah, we we sing it. Well, yeah, thank, thanks for uh, letting me hop on, man, and embarrass myself. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> always, always love it. 
All right, everyone. Well, thanks for coming and hanging out with us on episode 151. Continuing on to that 200 mark, we appreciate everyone that came out. I really appreciate you guys for coming on with me. And uh, I, I promise you, we will have a full Wink podcast next week. That's 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 my hope, and uh, we'll see what happens. So from uh, all of us over here, we appreciate you hanging out, and uh, we will see you next time. <laughs>